the world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. I am so glad you're able to join NUMA Podcast today. The key text for this podcast is the book of 1 Kings, chapter 5, verse number 1 to 7. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent ambassadors to Solomon when he heard that he had been crowned king in David's place. Hiram had loved David his whole life. Solomon responded, saying, You know that David my father was not able to build a temple in honor of God because of the wars he had to fight on all sides until God finally put them down. But now God has provided peace all around. No one against us, nothing at odds with us. Now, here is what I want to do. Build a temple in honor of God, my God. Following the promise that God gave to David, my father, namely, your son, whom I will provide to succeed you as king, he will build a house in my honor. And here is how you can help. Give orders for cedars to be cut from the Lebanon forest. My loggers will walk alongside yours, and I will pay your men whatever wage you set. We both know that there is no one like you Sidonians for cutting timbers. When Hiram got Solomon's message, he was delighted, exclaiming, Blessed be God for giving David such a wise son to rule this flourishing people. Join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you once again for another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. I'm asking today, Father, that you will bless the sound of my voice, that the sound of my voice will bring comfort to your people around the world. And Lord, that every powers that be that tends to stand against the church, right now, Father, I stand against it. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The title of this podcast is A Temple in Honor of God. A temple in honor of God. Each time 
I visit the city of Barcelona, it is always fascinating. Not long ago, my wife and I, we visited Barcelona. The Catalan city of Barcelona is a very beautiful place. However, one of the iconic landmarks of the city is La Sagrada Familia, or the Sacred Family Basilica, designed by the famous architect Antoni Gaudi in the year 1882, and has since then been under construction, which according to the Catalan news is due to be completed in 2026. That will be 144 years under construction. This lofty project is estimated to cost at least 374 million euros. The end of this process was aptly described by Barcelona's head of urbanism, that is Janet Sanz, as historic anomaly, meaning that it took so long and is the longest in the history of Barcelona for a construction to lack planning permission. Throughout history, members of the human family have been involved in one form of construction or the other and have continued to conceive, design, and erect edifice, and into the future they will be doing so. Today, however, we are going to look at a special kind of building, the kind of building which we call temple. A temple is essentially a building dedicated to the worship of a supreme being, and that is what makes it so special. That is also the reason why La Sagrada Familia Basilica is special, because the Catalan people wanted a befitting place of worship. Come with me, brothers and sisters, as we explore together the topic of this podcast and as it connects directly to our lives in this age and time. The Bible also relates stories of many temples, temples in honor of God and as well as gods with small letter G. However, one of such outstanding temple stories is the story of the Temple of Solomon, the son of King David, found in 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 1 to 18. Those of you listening to this podcast who are familiar with the story of King David will recall that in 1 Corinthians chapter 22, verse 7 to 10, in a charge to his heir apparent, Solomon, and in verse 7, David said, to Solomon, my son, I had it in my heart to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, You have shed much blood and waged great wars. You shall not build a house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth before me. A son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. Solomon will be his name. And I will give peace and tranquility to Israel in his days. He will be the one 
to build a house for my name. He shall be a son to me, and I will be a father to him, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. There you have it, friends. King David desired to build a temple for his God. It was a noble idea and an act of worship to God, but God said no. With reason, his hands were full of blood. He cannot build for God, but his successor will. As a result, the mantle for this sacred task of constructing this divine edifice falls on King Solomon upon becoming the king. God has always kept his own side of the bargain and established King Solomon on his throne, filled him with wisdom like no other on earth, so much so that foreign kings seek out his wisdom. God gave him rest and he enjoyed peace and tranquility on every side. Both internal and external enemies were all conquered and removed. Pacts were made through marriages and King Solomon was so blessed with material wealth accordingly. Despite the sense and evidence of relative peace around King Solomon, he did not relent and just sit down and enjoy his blessed life. Instead, he went on to keep the promise of his God and of his father to build a befitting temple in honor of God's name as an act of reverence. This building was going to be special and as such requires careful calculation planning and logistics. That resounds with what the Lord Jesus Christ said in the book of Luke chapter 14 verse 28 to 30. It says, Is there anyone here who, planning to build a new house, doesn't first sit down and figure the cost so you will know if you can complete it? If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you are going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He started something he couldn't finish. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, your life is an edifice. It is a building being constructed. Therefore, it requires planning and even permission to build. This is because essentially your life is equally a temple, a temple more than Solomon's temple and Antoni Gaudi's La Sagrada Familia Basilica of Catalonia that took well over 134 years to get a proper planning permission. You know why? The Bible says also in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 to 17. You realize, don't you, that you are the temple of God and God himself is present in you. No one will get by with vandalizing God's temple. You can be sure of that. God's temple is sacred and you remember, you are the temple. This is why brothers and sisters that is a serious business when it comes to constructing and building the temple of God because you are the temple. In getting the planning permission from the authorities, the location has to be duly identified 
for location integrity. In the same way, you are to constantly check your spiritual location integrity in what you're planning to do, how you're going to do it by asking God who is the architect of your life. Does your action please him? Also, where you are now, is it where God wants you to be? And finally, do you have God's permission to build on that foundation? Answers to all of these questions would help you in building God's temple, which is you, yourself. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. La Sagrada Familia Basilica may have taken such a long time to get appropriate planning permit and construction. But your life is a lifetime construction project. And while you are here on this side of eternity, you can take active look at the structural integrity of your building and make correction. This correction in biblical terms is called confessing and repenting of sins. The word of God said in 1 John chapter 1 verse number 9, But if we confess our sins to him, he can be dependable on to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. And it is perfectly proper for God to do this for us because Christ died to wash away our sins. Wow, wonderful. This is so comforting. Our key text today, that is 1 Kings chapter 5 verse 1 to 18, detailed the proceedings of the genesis of Solomon's temple from verses 5 to 6. We read of the communique between King Solomon and Hiram, king of Tyre. Here is what he says. Now, here is what I want to do. Build a temple in honor of God, my God following the promise that God gave to David my father, namely your son whom I will provide to succeed you as king, he will build a house in my honor. And here is how you can help. Give orders for cedars to be cut from the Lebanon forest. My loggers will walk alongside yours and I will pay your men whatever wage you set. We both Know that there is no one like you Sidonians for cutting timbers. In building this wonderful temple, King Solomon understood the importance of choice materials and how to negotiate for them. He wanted the best of materials and knew exactly where and how to get them. He reckoned that the Lebanon forest produces the best cedar trees and that Hiran's subjects were the best lumbermen. Importantly, he wanted a partnership for the workmanship. What does this tell us? What does this tell you listening to this podcast today? Remember, brothers and sisters, that Hiram was not a partaker of Israel's covenant with God but most likely believe in a god or some other gods as was the norm in those days. Nevertheless, he was happy to be a part of this great project and supplied his skilled workers 
and above all, he acknowledged the God of Israel, even though he was considered pagan. Isn't this the whole point, brothers and sisters? Here is what the Bible said of him in verse number 7. When Hiran got Solomon's message, he was delighted, exclaiming, Blessed be God for giving David such a wise son to rule his flourishing people. The lesson from here is this. Through the execution of the temple project, a pagan king acknowledged God. I remember some years back in the city of Glasgow, Scotland, when I advertised a car on Gumtree for sale and the buyer later gave his life to Christ after the transaction. There are those out there who find it difficult to employ or partner with those who do not share in their faith. But brothers and sisters, who knows how God Almighty might want to work and what conduit he chooses to use to praise his name. After all, the whole purpose of building a temple is to honor God's name, as God cannot be contained in a space or precisely in material temple. God is everywhere. The temple exists to honor his name. God's name is his character. And he can choose to reveal himself to us in the temple as well as anywhere. Second Chronicles chapter 2 verse 6 puts it succinctly. But who is able to build a house for him? Since the heavens and the highest heavens cannot contain him. Who am I that I build a house for him except to make offering before him? So you see. Even King Solomon himself acknowledged this, that although he is building a temple, he knows that God is beyond a physical containment. You also must understand the same thing, that God is bigger and cannot be contained in one place. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John chapter 4 verse 24. The rest of the verses in our key text today, which again is 1 King chapter 5 verse 1 to 7, deals with the logistics of the temple. However, we have learned one or two things about Solomon's desire to fulfill promise and the process it took to accomplish it. My dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, as I wrap up this podcast, I want to re-emphasize some of the points made earlier as it relates to you. I mean, you, the new covenant believer in Jesus Christ. And that is that the temple is made up of the church, the church of God. Just like those who helped out building Solomon's temple, a percentage of Israelites and majority of non-Israelites. The temple being built right now is made of Jews who believe in Jesus Christ and people from across the world, as the Bible puts it. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. Each of us is a part of the one body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But the Holy Spirit has fitted us all together into one body. We have been baptized into Christ's body, 
by the one spirit and have all been given that same Holy Spirit. If we understand this template of the church in this way, then how are we to treat it and treat others and even people who are yet to acknowledge the sovereignty of God through Jesus Christ? If temples like the Solomon's Temple and the Catalan's La Sagrada Familia are serious business worthy of lifetime investment, what then shall we say about our bodies and lives that are eternal? It is also clear that in these last days, we see increasing attacks from the enemy of the church as he employs every available and unimaginable weapons in his arsenal to sustain his final onslaught against the church. The devil does this through helping the church to dishonor the name of the Lord, which is the primary purpose of the temple in the fourth instance. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 b to 20 says this, Your own body does not belong to you, for God has bought you with a great price. So use every part of your body to give glory back to God because he owns it. Brothers and sisters, it cannot be clearer than this. Your body, which is the living temple of God, does not belong to you after all but God's. So you are just a steward of your body and the purpose is for it to be used in honor of God's name. Some of you listening to this sound of my voice right now might be struggling with glorifying God's name in your life or may have given up the fight already to continue to follow Jesus Christ. But listen, dear friend, Jesus Christ said in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 18b, Upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell shall not prevail against it. Here it is, my brothers and my sisters in Jesus Christ. Christ is the head of this temple we're talking about. And you can trust him to help you overcome your personal struggle as he has won the victory on your behalf. You need to know and understand this mandate to be secure in the comforting arms of the Lord Jesus Christ. And with this, I will say, may the Lord Jesus Christ bless, keep, and guide you in your life of discipleship to him. Let us pray. Heavenly Lord, thank you once more that we have been able to come to the end of this podcast and that my brothers and sisters out there and even those who do not know you yet have heard this gospel preached. May this word not come and go without accomplishing its purpose. And I pray God that we as your children who recognize that our bodies are your temple. I pray today that you give us the strength as we make decisions, as we construct this temple, as we continue to build. Let us, O oh God, understand that we must build according to the rules that you have set down. And I thank you, Father, because I know, God, that every time we pray, you are ready to answer us. And I thank you because... 
of that assurance. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, the one who is coming back again. Amen. My body is your sanctuary. My body is your sanctuary. Purify me like gold so I might be bold to say my body is your sanctuary. I give you Lord. My body Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.